Welcome to Top 12 Movies, a show where we collect the top 12 movies of the year, one episode at a time. I went on this crazy bender and saw seven different movies. So out of these seven, three actually made it into the top 12. But I'm not going to tell you which ones, so you'll just have to wait and hear as I go through them really quickly in this little mini-sode where we play catch-up. As always, this will be spoiler-free, but I will give you a little bit of insight on just what I thought of the movie as a whole and if I'd recommend it to you. So, here we go. I saw Monster Trucks. Monster Trucks is about a monster squid thing that comes out of the ground and lives in a car and makes it run. It's a weird family feature and it did not make the cut. This is actually the lowest one on my entire list right now. It didn't make our top 12, but I will tell you something I liked about it and I think your kids will like. I really like the creature. They actually named the creature Creech. Everybody who's a human being in this film is either like dumpster fire trash or just really not getting into it. Unless your name is Jane Levy, um, who was really trying to get something out of her co-star and just couldn't do it. So Monster Trucks did not make the list, but I did watch it and I do not recommend you watching it. Unless you have a really small child who wants to get a kick out of the creature, which the CGI was actually pretty good. I might have to do something where I, I I put this in a recommendation or so I can talk a little bit more about it. But Baby Driver overtook Wonder Woman to become my number one movie of the entire year. With that said, I'm an Edgar Wright fan. Shaun of the Dead, The World's End, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. These are my jam movies. I love these movies. Uh, And it was kind of cool to see him step up as an artist and step outside of this Cornetto trilogy. I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, the main guy, Baby, was fantastic. I loved uh, John Hamm. Jamie Foxx was scary as hell. There was a lot of good things to like in the movie. I don't know if it's perfect. I think I gave it a four and a half stars out of five. Um, There are some parts that were like, oh, okay, you know, a little lacking, but overall it's such a fantastic movie, has such energy. Edgar Wright is amazing. And I, I just, I loved it. I loved it so much. I want you to go see Baby Driver. It is uh, now my number one movie of the year. I can't wait to see it again. And maybe when Wonder Woman comes out on DVD or digital rental, And same with Baby Driver, this could change. It could shift again. I don't know. But as of right now, I think Baby Driver is sitting just a little higher than Wonder Woman because I enjoyed the ending of Baby Driver a little more than I enjoyed the ending of Wonder Woman. But overall, they're both thrill rides and great summer blockbusters. Um, So if you don't like Baby Driver, it's Probably because I am such an Edgar Wright fan. I'm kind of fanboying talking about it. And when I went to see it, I I, I did the same thing. So yeah, Baby Driver, a brand new number one. I will recap this list with Baby Driver at number one because I just want to say it. Go, go Power Rangers did not make the cut. Let me tell you about this new Power Rangers movie, though. I really enjoyed the first 45 minutes of the film. 
I thought everybody was really gelling with each other. It had a gritty, darker teenage vibe. Um, I love the choice that they made with the Blue Ranger. I, I, I was actually stunned that they went there. Um, I was also stunned when they went to the Yellow Ranger. Uh, what they did with that. I'm not going to say anything. I think you should see the movie if you grew up with Power Rangers. The only problem with this movie is when action is involved. The action is awful. It's terrible. Rita Repulsa is like playing a different movie. There's two different movies happening in this. One is a carefree, oh my God, over-the-top performance with Rita Repulsa played by Elizabeth Banks and this god-awful action that, you know, almost rivals Transformers for bad, bad action. But on the other hand, you have this uh, a little bit dark teenager story, which I was, I completely embraced. I wanted more of that. As soon as it became Power Rangers, I was like, I'm out. But before that, I really enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't make the cut, though, because you gave me two different movies and I liked one better than the other one. So, sorry, that's that was that. Next up is Ben Wheatley's Free Fire. This was one I wanted to see in theaters, but I didn't get to, but it came out on digital HD and I bought it on a whim. I'm so sad because it didn't make the cut. I had seen Ben Wheatley's Sightseers and I laughed thoroughly during it and I thought it was great. The The problem with Free Fire is not in the actors because I, I think there's a lot of good going on here. And if you haven't heard of what Free Fire is, I'm just going to explain it really quickly. Whenever you see a guns deal or a drug deal go down in a movie and it goes bad and there's shooting and it lasts for three minutes, well, think about a movie that is just that for the entire duration of a film. It's a really interesting concept and there are really interesting things in the film because one, you have to slow down that action over the course of an entire film, which kind of lends to some funny one-liners and stuff, which I actually really enjoyed. Um... But you also lose the tension of go, 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 that that edge of the seat um, that you get from a short action scene you don't get in this film because they've had to stretch it out a really long time. I really liked the way it ended. I really liked uh, Army Hammer is in this film and he's he how Army Hammer is not a movie star is beyond me. It's crazy because he's so damn good and likable. Brie Larson's in the film. Um, there's a lot of people that you're going to recognize that you might be like, oh, I don't really remember his name. Um, but that's okay. There's great action. Uh, there's great actors and it's kind of like an experimental film. Um, but because, because of that tone that like, you know, it grabs hold and stretches over the course of a long, long period of time. There are lulls, like lots and lots of lulls where you're like, oh, is this still happening? Um, I think that's why Free Fire didn't make the cut, but I, I recommend it checking it out because it's, it's a neat concept. Uh, I just think it could have been executed a little bit better. Next up is 47 meters down. In fact, I actually saw a UK version of this and it was called Deep Below or something like that. Uh, so I didn't actually get to see it in the theaters. Now, 47 meters down is a shark movie. If you recall, my favorite ever movie of all time is Jaws. I have something about shark movies. I don't know why. I love watching them. I watch them with my fiance who also loves watching shark movies. That's kind of like one of our things is sharks. And I, I loved 47 meters down a lot, like a lot guys. 
it, it was tense the whole time. The sharks were scary. Things were menacing. You had other elements to deal with, like, oh my God, what if we run out of air? It's basically about two girls who get into a cage, the cage breaks, and they fall to the bottom of the ocean while shark diving. Well, there's a lot of sharks there, and it's very dangerous to try and get back up to the top. These sharks, for whatever reason, really want to get them, uh, which is never really explained. I guess it doesn't have to be. I mean, sharks can be evil just because, I guess. Um, but with that said, I, I just really thought uh, Mandy Moore's the star of it. I thought she was great. I thought that both actresses were fantastic. And it was tense all the way through. And they went with an ending that I was like, man, I like that ending. So I recommend 47 Meters Down if you liked last year's The Shallows. I think it's on par with that. 47 meters down, made the cut at number 11. So uh, so yeah, that's very exciting to me that 47 meters down, a shark movie actually made the cut. This one I went back and forth on a number of times, guys. I swear, like it breaks my heart. I saw It Comes at Night and I was not moved by this film. I know people swear by these kind of movies like The Way the Witch was last year. And it this is very much like The Witch. So if you didn't like The Witch, you might not like this movie. Okay? With that said, there are some great parts in this film. I think the cinematography is fantastic. The lighting's amazing. The atmosphere is great. They really like it's a very tense film. I just I didn't love the story. I wanted more from it. So it didn't make the cut for me. It didn't make it in the top 12 movies of the year. It Comes at Night for so many people is like groundbreaking cinema. And while I believe the cinema itself is, is technically achieved, does not a story make. And I just did not dig the story. So uh, that's why I did not make the cut. Alien Covenant. I was one of those people who I expected more aliens in Prometheus. And in this film, you get more aliens. I actually thought it was a pretty good prequel. Um, you know, it's not the greatest movie of all time. And I I gotta admit, I'm not a huge alien nerd. Like there are fanboys who watch it constantly. I love alien and aliens. And I I go back to them maybe once a year tops, but I don't have any of the shirts. I'm not like a huge, oh my gosh, this is the lore of Alien. I just really like those movies. And I really like this movie. I thought uh, it was a decent prequel. The ending was super predictable, which is fine. Um, but the CGI aliens were great. Anytime something was about to happen and it kind of played into the mythology of what aliens is or are. Eh, something like that. Um, I cheered when something like that happened. I thought Michael Fassbender again kicks some serious ass in this role of David and now this other role. I'm going off the, the cuff here for this mini so I can't quite remember his other name. Uh, but I just loved it. Like I I I really liked his performance and I thought he was great. Um, some problems with the film, but Alien Covenant makes the cut at number 12 on the list. So now we're all caught up. Let's count them down. Here we go. At number 12, Alien Covenant. Number 11, 47 meters down. Number 10, Split. Number 9, John Wick, Chapter 2. Number 8, Dying Laughing. Number 7, The Girl with All the Gifts. Number six, Get Out. Number five, Kong Skull Island. 
Number four, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Number three, Logan. Number two, Wonder Woman. And the new number one is Baby Driver. So there you go. Short, sweet episode just to catch us up. I want to let you know that the next episode is going to be about all things Marvel. And we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's going to be coming any day now. I just need to record it and figure out a time to do that. But I also wanted to catch up on the whole list before I did that. So uh, find out if Spider-Man Homecoming makes a cut. Also, been working on a bigger genre one. Um, but there's a ton of movies to watch so I can be a little more accurate. But I'm really, really excited for that one, and uh, it'll be coming soon. So as always, Top 12 Movies is produced by me, Jay Kennedy. All of the music you've heard today is from bensound.com. You can connect with me anytime to let me know how I'm doing, or maybe you have a suggestion for the show. Reach out to me on Twitter anytime, or if you're a big movie geek, you've probably got yourself your own letterboxed account. I am Jester J on both. And if email is more your thing, feel free to reach out at top12j at gmail.com. Leave me a comment on SoundCloud where I host the show, or if you're feeling really ambitious, leave a review on iTunes. That's really the best way that I can grow my show and we can reach more people and have more fun. So until our next episode, thank you for spending some time today. From me to you, keep the popcorn warm. Popcorn warm.